Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Low High Trips. And just before we dive headfirst into this episode with Evans, I'd like to provide a little bit of context. As you may already be aware, the previous three episodes with Evans, all of which were released last year, didn't have proper intros and outros. Well, this is because of the fact that we've only ever recorded one episode. Yes, just one episode which went on for about a couple of hours, recorded at Evans' apartment about half a year ago. So yeah, we just went on and on and on. After the three episodes, um, we've got less than an hour of audio remaining, which I've decided to divide into two episodes. So without further ado, I present to you the first part of the remaining audio. Kick back, relax, and enjoy the trip. And I actually want to ask you one question. Right. What's one thing that you find it difficult or a struggle to ask help for? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, if you need time to think, I can go first. Oh yeah, I mean, go for it. Because at the top of my head, the thing just came out as you were talking as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that I struggle with asking for help would be emotional support. I know it's funny. Yeah. I know it's ironic considering the fact that, you know, um, my background is in psychology and counseling and it's all about providing emotional and mental support to right. your clients, right? And personally, I think I'm self-aware enough to reach out for emotional support when I need it. However, I think one thing that has been um, underplayed is my effort to actually reach out for help. Like, the amount of effort needed for me or the amount of like discipline needed for me to actually like, reach out for help. Like, yo, I'm not feeling emotionally too well. I'm not in a very good space at the moment. Um, yeah, I need help. It's, oof, it's, not about, it's not an ego thing because I, I don't attach my ego to my emotional um, well-being. Right. Right? Like, it doesn't mean that, oh, uh, I'm not in my, in my good or like the optimum hit space at the moment. It means that, oh, you're a weak human being. Oh, you know, like, I don't feel insecure about right. being sad, about being um, not the best version of myself at the moment, right. right? Like, I'll personally be completely transparent that I'm actually seeing a counsellor right. um, every single Sunday. Okay. Because um, it, it's telehealth and whatnot, but let's not dive too deep into it. But um, it's funny because, like, to attain that help, it was, I would say, relatively easy. Right. Like it was very um, second nature for me to like, yep, I think I'm not in a very um, optimum emotional headspace slash well-being yep. uh, state spot. at the moment. Yeah, yeah not no. in a good spot in general. So I just reached out for help. However, I think it's easy to reach out for that help considering that it's a professional help. Okay. So I do not attach any friendship um, sort of like aspects to it. There's, nothing, there's no factors right. to it. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, I think, um, I mean, everyone always needs help. I always say there's nobody, uh, that's self-sufficient, like, you know, it's, I suppose it's sort of the way of life, you Mm -hmm. know, you help others, others will maybe not the same person, but someone will eventually help you. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as you can do everything by yourself. That's just too much of a task in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And speaking uh, about your profession, like, you Mm -hmm. know, in terms of psychology, that's sort of maybe why people always say, like, you can't be your own sort of psychologist. That's why you, you always need someone else. Yeah. I mean, it's not an easy job, like, being a psychologist, you know, having, like, carrying other people's baggage 
you know, along with yourself. Uh, again, <laughs> maybe a bit of out of context, but yeah, um, yeah, even even like psychologists, what I'm trying to say is needs help themselves. Yeah, but um, just to just just for a disclaimer, I'm not a psychologist. Yeah, <laughs> just, just to put a disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna like claim something that I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, drop drop enough likes, and maybe Aaron might take a degree in psychology and be a postgrad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually considering doing um, a PhD, but not anytime soon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't deal with like research at the moment like, oh, fair enough join, join the club join yeah. the club but um, you have avoided my question my friend um, well in terms of myself I'd say a bit similar to yourself mm-hmm. um, for me um, I'd say asking for the help itself is not so much of an issue for me I'd say for me a lot of times where I find it difficult to ask for help hopefully that I remember the question correctly yep um is just, for me it's just acknowledging that I need the help itself ooh so yours is before the asking correct it's like correct. The, the one step before I, I, for me I'm just probably Aaron already knows and <laughs> a lot of my friends know I, I have a very high ego like I'm, I'm just very arrogant so yeah. for me to ask help from someone it's just highest it, in the room yeah <laughs> one of the tallest um, a bit out of tangent but you know a lot of my friends know me for being such a rock pretty much like in a lot of arguments i hate losing maybe because you're always hot yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> maybe in a sense like I, I just hate being wrong or like um i i mean maybe a lot of people like that but like i'm, I'm just very competitive maybe in nature or i just mm. like being right so for me to acknowledge of that course. like obviously again to view myself as mighty to have like that god sort of complex yeah it's just very difficult for me to just ask help mm. i i would try to like exhaust exhaust sorry all of my resources just to be able to do something or just so i don't have to ask help mm. uh, but obviously there will be times that i do eventually have to ask for help so just right. for an example uh, when i had to move to like my new building obviously mm. um it wasn't sort of feasible for me to like move everything myself. That was sort of impossible unless yeah. I had to hire like, you know, someone to move my things with me and stuff like that. Yeah, which would cost like $5,000. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, extortion is the name of the game in Australia <laughs> here pretty much. Um, but I mean, it's very small. Like I wouldn't say this is like a big issue for me, but something mm. like that, like asking help is pretty easy for me. Mm. But again, I mean, for me it's all aspects i wouldn't have like like one aspect like aaron where it's in a sense it's very emotionally based for me um certain things i'm, I'm not really sure what but like I, I do have like such a high ego that just acknowledge that i need help is a difficulty in itself but when it comes to asking for help but once i've acknowledged that i need help for me it's very easy right. I, I i don't have any qualms asking someone for help mm-hmm. and even if they reject me there's no issues there i would yep. always he doesn't, he doesn't like... Um, yeah, it doesn't hamper me. So yeah. I always look for the next best thing. I'm like, I mean, if he can't help me, that's okay. okay. You know, there's um, pretty much like the world. There's not just one service. That's not just your one friend who yep. can sort of help you. There, mm. there will be always other friends. And, you know, maybe he's just not the right guy. And like, you know, some people believe in sort of like religion or like, you know, luck and stuff like that. Maybe yeah. it's just not sort of meant to be. Maybe it's not that friend. Or maybe, you know, God isn't opening that door for you and maybe there's just another door. So okay. I never take things, you know, to personally? your heart or personally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so 
Um, but yeah, mainly it's just like just the acknowledgement itself is just the most difficult part for me. Yeah. So basically just to recap, it's like your, your struggle, it's more towards pre-asking for help because of the fact that your struggle is getting to the acknowledgement yeah. or the realization Correct. or the main word I want to say is acceptance right. that you need help because it's being, um, let's just say, uh, clouded by your ego. Pretty much. I mean, nobody likes to feel sort of vulnerable. And as you said yourself, sometimes, uh, you, like you know, you, you <laughs> sometimes you don't really like asking help, you know, like, why would you ask for help sometimes when you can try to do it yourself? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very hard to acknowledge that part. And I feel like, it's like a lot of people face similar sort of issues mm -hmm. and obviously not everyone, but to each their own as well. Yeah. So, so essentially toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say one thing though. I feel like um, earlier when you talked about ego and me talking about that, it's not about the ego. Right. I feel like um, to, to sort of like connect back to what we talked about in the first place, um, us being, you know, like relatively close, right? I feel like we are actually very different. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think... I can think about a person who is a bit more different than who I am. I don't know how to put it. It's it's not different in the sense of like interest. It's not different in the sense of like the things that we do in life, you know, mm -hmm. but it's more like how we approach things. I think we're very different intuitively. Yeah. Like the way we process information, yeah. the way we process emotions, the way we view things, like abstract things yeah. is very different. And I'm just going to drop this on you is that I've actually talked about our friendship with my previous partner. Okay. Yep. So I've, I've talked about our friendship and um, provided context as well as like our dynamics, right? And all right, of our right. interactions. And she has recapped our friendship right. as essentially you're the Thor to my Loki. That's what she said. <laughs> That's what she said. Well, I mean, considering we're still here. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how true that is, but... Um, yeah, apparently that's the... I'd say I'm more of a Loki. You're more of like the Thor. I'm not gonna Me? Yeah. I'm the Thor? Yeah. No way, dude. Like, I'm not trying to like romanticize Loki or anything. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that, oh, oh I want to be Loki, man. I, I want to be oh, Mario. Fair enough, fair enough. You I mean, be Luigi. I mean, thinking about it, maybe you're right because, um, I was thinking when I say I was like Loki, it's because I'm just a bit more mischievous than you are. But, oh, yeah. but in a sense, um, you know, remembering the first Thor, maybe you're a bit right, whereby Thor was a, sort of a very arrogant god. Or yeah. He was portrayed to be a very arrogant and sort of powerful god, um, at least in the first movie. And somewhat egoistic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I suppose um, a lot of that pretty much sort of like Thor maybe stemmed from sort of my background, maybe. So obviously i'm not saying that's like my parents sort of bad upbringing or anything but um, it's, always, it's always the parents man. <laughs> it's not us <laughs> yeah but i'm just gonna say like i I'm, I, I was just born into a very sort of fortunate family i mean we're not like you know top 50 like forbes kind of rich but mm -hmm. we were top 100 maybe yeah, yeah. We, were, we were very well off we were a very well off family you know mm -hmm. i had a very good education and mm -hmm. my parents were always very supportive of me uh, but i would like to say that Partly, like, my arrogance and, like, my hard-headedness comes from my own mother. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The only person I'd say who's even more hard-headed than me is my own mother. Like, yeah. in an argument, I would never beat my own mom. Like, oh, my right. God. Like, 
So if like, Evan's mom, if you're listening to this, your son's like calling you out. <laughs> my mom's pretty much, I suppose, like sort of a reflection of myself. I mean, I think it's the other way around, are... dude. You're a reflection of your mom. Okay, fine. Yeah, what, your mom. <laughs> well, so egoistic. Yeah. Yeah. The world revolves around you. Like your mom is a reflection of you. you I mean, now, pipe down. now the viewers are just getting a bit of hints of like, you know, what I really yeah. am. But... How you really yeah, are in yeah. real life. This is like the toned down version of you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the filtered version, right? Make sure to, again, like and subscribe for, for more of me, guys. You know, um, But yeah, again, so... Um, I've never met anyone more hard-headed than my mom. So whenever I get to a conversation with my mom, yeah, normally that's a similar set of circumstances as to what I would go through with my friends. Where by my friends would just give up. They just couldn't argue with me. They're just like, mm. oh, you know, I just have it your way. And that's sort of mm. what I would be with my mom. Just like, ah, oh, you know what? Yeah, drop yeah. it because I'm never gonna beat her in this conversation. Nah, that's fair. <laughs> okay, if you could pick one Marvel hero or heroine, wait, is that how you pronounce it? Like the female hero. Is it heroine? Yeah, yeah I suppose. Oh, okay. Because I, I thought, you know, it's heroine, heroine. But okay, whatever. Like, if you could pick one Marvel character. Yeah, I think that's a better way. If you could pick one Marvel character to um, to match you the most. Or, or like the one you can most relate with. Which one would it be? Probably like Tony Stark, I'd say. Yo, legit. Yeah. I mean, like, Tony Stark, I'm not going to lie. Tony Stark is like a pretty arrogant man initially on. Yeah, of course. Like, throughout the series, he has been put to the test and he has been humbled a lot of times. Obviously, maybe in my case, I haven't been humbled as many times, so I'm still a bit arrogant. But yeah. I'd say uh, I relate to Tony a lot, in a sense. Like, mm. And that's probably why a lot of people like Tony Stark, because he's such a relatable character in a lot mm. of aspects. Maybe not in the sense that he was arrogant, but... Interesting. Um, the dude was very sort of like, he was on top of the world. And yeah. sort of that was... Pretty much what I felt, pretty much. Like, um, obviously, giving you guys a bit of context as to what Indonesia is like. It's like, um, the country is, like, fourth largest population in the world. Like, Indonesia has a lot of, like, helpers and, like, nannies and whatnot. But basically, um, there's a lot of, like, poverty. And it's, like, a very, like, what, what you'd expect out of, like, a Asian or Southeast Asian country, you know? Mm. And being born in a very, as I mentioned, sort of well-off family. Um, you know, receiving for your high education, it, it's hard to sort of not think highly of yourself compared to a lot of others. It's hard not to think highly of yourself. Yeah, in a sense, like, oh, because a lot of people, um, I mean, it's difficult in Indonesia because a lot of people are uneducated. And when they're uneducated, like the, the decision makings they make is very questionable. Okay. And be, because of that, you think more highly of yourself. Because right. you've got the money and you've got the education, you've got the background. Right. Obviously, again, um, much like, obviously a bit like Thor as well. Like, pretty much that foundation that was given to you was not something you earned yourself. Yep. That was based on, obviously, your ancestors, you know, your grandparents, and obviously the hard work that your parents have put in. Mm. Um, and what I'm trying to say, just to, a, a bit of sort of politics, but to give you a, a bit of sort of context here is Ooh. that... Um, like in Indonesia, um, again, everyone has their own different views, but in, in sort of my view, um, diving into a bit of dirty politics here, guys, but Oof, okay. Indonesia ha had sort of like a governor or a potential governor. His name was sort of Ahok. Um, the dude was a Chinese dude. Um, he was a very honest, he wasn't the 
best I wouldn't say best candidate in a sense like he wasn't very like he didn't sugarcoat things he was very transparent with things pretty yeah. much but he was a very honest and um, he basically wanted to better his own I wouldn't say village, but I'd say like um, state, I suppose, mm. which is where I live in the state of Jakarta, the capital, basically. Uh, but obviously, um, because Indonesia is so corrupt, um, like a lot of people doesn't have education. People people are so easily swayed by sort of religion. Obviously, nothing against sort of Muslim out Muslims out there. But, you know, again, politics is such a dirty sort of game. It's such a dirty topic. But what, what happens is that like um the ustads are like pretty much like the priest of like muslims yeah ustads. um yeah so what happens is that they would get bribed by like the corrupt government mm-hmm. into getting the people to vote for a corrupt government officials instead yeah that sounds familiar yep i mean <laughs> story of like a lot of southeast asian countries yeah so what happens there is that just for a few like you know dollars for false promises just because of religion they would pick a corrupt government mm. over a non-corrupt government official. Just to give you a bit of context, I mean, again, as I said, everyone has their, their own sort of preference there, but mm. um, obviously Ahok had some policies that a lot of people liked and didn't like. So mm. for example, for, for the rich people, that would mean like a lot, a huge end for corruption. That would mm. mean like higher taxes and like a lot of those things. But on the light side of things is that, yeah, those tax money would have been put to use for the less fortunate people. Parks were being built for like, you know, skateboards. People were going to receive free education. Wait, what? Skateboards? Yeah. So um, obviously I don't know what park it was called, but um, Ahok built like a, a skateboard, like a, a, a park. Like uh, just a park. It's a skating park. Yeah. I was like, what? This guy built a skateboard? Like what's going on, dude? <laughs> I what's mean, going yeah. on in Indonesia? Uh, but he built like a skating park or like a park yeah. just for like sort of kids. And that's something you don't find in a lot of like Southeast Asian countries, obviously, but with the exception of maybe like Singapore, that's like a sort of like, yeah. it gives us like a first world country kind of vibes. Like parks are almost non-existent. It's pretty much just like polluted air. That's pretty, that's a bit grim to be honest. I'm not gonna lie, I, I love that's my country. Uh, but yeah, but so what I'm trying to say is that it, it, it turns into a vicious cycle whereby, um, you know, again, because of your education and background, you you were given the opportunity to see sort of the difference here. It's very difficult when you're sort of less fortunate and less sort of educated to differentiate these kind of things, you mm. know? Um, and I don't really blame them, but then again, like the power is with the people and it becomes what I meant by vicious cycles because it, it keeps repeating itself. And that's why a lot of Southeast Asian countries are where they are at right now. So people given the power to make change, they don't. So they pick the corrupt government official, mm. the government official corrupts and they just use their money to sort of like bribe them again. Mm. And it becomes that vicious cycle. In a sense that, you know, people don't want to change. They complain that, oh, you know, I don't have money. Uh, mm. You know, the government's corrupt. But given the power to change things, to pick like maybe an honest, more honest and transparent government, mm. they don't. They go for sort of, um, you know, someone who's corrupt just for maybe false promises and, uh, you know, just for religion. Again. So short-sightedness, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Like not be able to see the long-term um benefits correct correct or consequences correct yeah and so that's sort of uh, just sort of a small sort of background but 
that being said, you know, for you, it gives you a lot of arrogance and a lot of like power because in Indonesia, again, similar to like other Southeast Asian countries, money is power. Yeah. So unlike, you know, first world countries, unlike Australia, um, bribing is sort of a huge culture in Indonesia. You can bribe the cops, you can get out of things with money. So when you come from a background that's a bit more well off or like a bit like above sort of... Like you're, you're benefiting from that system. Correct. Like you're benefiting from that culture. Correct, correct. Yeah. Obviously, again, I'm not, I'm not sort of endorsing this kind of culture. It's just sort of the culture I grew up with. It's a and fact. Yeah, it's, it's what happened and it's correct. what's happening and it's how it shaped you as a human correct. being. Correct. Right? Like pretty, the way you think. Correct. Mm. And pretty much, as I said, similar to Thor, he had pretty much everything and he was pretty much sort of unstoppable. I wouldn't say unstoppable, but he was very strong in a sense, just like in Indonesia. Like a lot of people would agree with me, but we say money is power in Indonesia. Mm. You can, you know, bribe your way. You can, I don't know about taxes. I'm not very good with that, but I'm pretty yeah. sure like you- Because you, you clearly you, don't think about money back home in <laughs> Indonesia, right? I mean, I am now. Um, yeah. And that's sort of why I'm saying like, it's similar to sort of Tony Stark that built sort mm. of your arrogance and, you know, you feel like you can get away with things. Obviously it's good that, that, you know, I went abroad, you learn sort of the value of money and you start to appreciate your parents more. You get a bit more humble um, throughout the way, but that's yeah. sort of why I relate to Tony Stark in a sense that he had that arrogance and because he had that background, obviously Tony was a smart person than I am and he had like all the talents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, essentially it's like a, like a self-reinforcement of your belief it's like a cycle correct correct but and it's sort of like it says a lot about the social system that we live in isn't it yeah, like yeah as well as you know in a capitalist society in yeah. a very yeah it's you know the rich benefits from it and <laughs> i mean we, we can dive way too deep into that but part two guys yeah part, part two, two. <laughs> so i'm just gonna quickly shoot you a question like would you want to pick a guess which character that i identify most with uh hint is not loki uh, it's just Marvel or what? Because Marvel, Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, uh, just to keep it simple. Because Marvel is like, you know. Marvel has a lot of years. I'm, I'm assuming you're just talking about like Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, know? let's so just go with movie. MCU. Yeah, okay. let's not go into the comics because like they have different facets of them in the, yeah. Uh, are you talking about just the main ones or? Let's just say whatever's in the MCU. That's a lot of characters. I'm not going to lie. Or I'd say, bit, I'd say. Like, you definitely know this character. Um, 100% if I were to give a guess I'd say it's probably like Captain America or like the Hulk something Fuck to do with off. like really was I wrong was I far off far off dude really yeah um, far off let me just keep guessing I love these kind of guessing games um, Captain America you, you see me being Captain America I'm, no I don't way know, dude I don't know bro I mean like you think I what Captain Malaysia, <laughs> like me and Shield, but okay. But on a serious note, like I don't see myself in like Captain America and Hulk at all. Like, right. And I think that's why I am not very invested in Marvel, uh, MCU, Marvel Cinematic right, Universe. Right. right? Okay. Like as I was as I was watching like Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, um, and a couple of other movies. Right. It's like I don't really see myself in them, so I I don't feel like it interests me that much. Like it's great, it's nice, but. To me, they're all, you know, it's not too relevant. Right. So what so, character are you? You want to get, you want to guess? Uh, Give you another shot. Black Panther. Uh, yeah, nah. <laughs> all right. So the character that I, I only recently started thinking about this, actually. Right. Like okay. it's something that I've been like 
sitting down like, oh yeah, actually, which character um, actually reminds me of myself? Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if this is surprising to you, but the character which I relate most with in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Vision. Why is that? And it only hit me once I started watching and finishing WandaVision. <laughs> have, you, have you seen WandaVision? No. Yeah, I think you need to watch it to like get the full context of it. Guys, please give me like a your Disney, you know, Disney chat. Plus. Yeah, 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 Disney Plus. Get 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 Aaron to like a couple hundred likes, subscribers, whatever, <laughs> so he could sponsor me for Disney Plus, guys. Yo, Disney Plus, if you're listening, like if you're a sponsor, yeah, 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 we'll talk about Wonder Vision for like <laughs> the whole year, man. Like, but on a serious note, right? Like Wonder Vision really dives deep into Vision and Wanda's characters, right. respectively. Okay. Because from the MCU, you know, you know shit about them. It's just like, oh, like, okay, this guy's just like some, I don't even know what he is. What, is he a cyborg? Um, I, I know a lot more because I, I used to read the comics a lot. Yeah, I'm not invested fan. in it. So pretty much he's, I wouldn't say he's like a cyborg, but in a sense, yes, he's like a, he's, he's like a robot. That, that was, he's an AI, right? Yeah, like he's in, an AI. Inside, he's an AI, but it, the material, the he, external material, what is it? Like vibranium? Oh, I don't remember because MCU diverts a bit from the actual comics. Fair, but yeah. uh, I suppose. Yeah, I, I don't think it's the vibranium that makes him like sort of him. It was mm. it was the Infinity Stone that he had. But yeah. yeah, I mean, sort of go on. Like I, I want yeah. to know like how 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 you see yourself in this character. Interesting. Right? Yeah. So one thing I just want to put it out there is that when I say I see myself in Vision, I'm not talking about his external. Um, uh, what do you call it? Characteristics at all? <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, I'm not a Aaron's robot. A robot <laughs> nah, shut up. But it's just the way he thinks. And in Wonder Vision, they really portray his cognitive functions in that. Okay. They really portray the way he perceives information, the way he processes them, and the way he changes his worldview according to them. And first of all, in Wonder Vision, spoiler alert. Like, all right, if you haven't watched Wonder Vision, please like. Turn this off or something if you you do plan to watch it. So in Wonder Vision, he is constantly questioning things that are not consistent based on his worldview. Okay? Sure. And it's not like, you know, for some people, maybe things that are not consistent, they view it as like, oh, okay. Or, or, or they don't notice it as much. But for me, anything that is not consistent, I pick it up really easily. And I'm not trying to say that, oh, yo, I can, I'm very good at it. No, I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just something that I've been conditioned to sort of, the, the way I perceive information, right? Maybe it's my childhood or whatever. I do not know. I don't want to dive too deep into that right now. But I feel like the moment someone's not consistent, you can feel like something's off. So I feel like re- typically around like in a social group, in a way, you sort of like pick non-verbal cues, stating that someone's not feeling the best version of themselves okay right but this is like one one part of it like um and i really relate to that but second of all is the part where there was one scene where vision was talking to second vision again spoiler alert um the the second vision is like i don't know it's a it's a man-made vision i i don't dive too deep into that but it's like a white vision and the way that they fought initially they fought as like typical marvel fighting like whatever it is and the way they resolved it was very philosophical. Okay. And it was like based on like Theseus, uh, whatever thing. I think you need to watch it to get a full context. But the way that they battled was that they met face to face and they started arguing in a philosophical manner where it's 
one trying to change the other's point of view. And the moment one manages to destroy or shatter the other person's worldview, the other person's like, oh shit, I need to process this. And I know this might be a bit confusing without context, but it's just that it's really, really relevant to my life right now where I feel like I've been self-reflecting a lot. And I have a friend as well who has been constantly telling me um, that I really like to be existential. Like, I really desire to, to have my worldview completely shattered by whatever it is, by like new information. Like, I like that process. I like to be updating my operating system. You know what I'm trying right. to say? Okay. okay. Like, if someone tells me something and I'm like, oh, shit. And I need to, like, sit and think and I know that my life would never be the same from that moment onwards. Oof, man. Chef's kiss. So, Eric. Long story short, guys, Aaron is a huge fan of the Matrix. He likes being offered like the blue and red pill that's just gonna like absolutely Oof. destroy his world. Yo, that, that's like oh, He's that's like, my wet dream, dude. That's yeah. like if I dream of that, that's a wet dream for Aaron, me. Aaron, you wanna get the blue pill or the red pill, bro? I'll take the purple pill, bro. <laughs> Inject me, bro, bro. But yeah, legit. Oh shit! Can you believe we've talked for over an hour now? Stay tuned again, as I always said, guys, part two. Beg Aaron for me to come on again as a guest host. Guest host? Wow. You've assumed yourself to be a guest host? How oh, arrogant. Uh, How Tony Stark of you. Host. Oh, shit. <laughs> Manager. Yeah, probably. Might as well. You want to continue this? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm free for a bit. You're free for a bit? Time is, ah, yeah, I've got time. It's not that far. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs>